The headlines are in. Complex says T-Pain cancels tour due to low ticket sales. Billboard T-Pain is bluntly honest about why he's canceling his tour. BET T-Pain fans show love after the rapper cancels tour due to low ticket sales. Hip Hop DX T-Pain admits One Up tour was canceled over low ticket sales. We effed up. XXLMagazine.com, T-Pain cancels tour due to low ticket sales. OK Player, T-Pain admits to canceling tour due to low ticket sales. They wanted me to lie. Boss Up, keeping it real, T-Pain cancels his tour and takes the blame. Now that the headlines are in, the Black Equity Podcast gets to break it all down. Welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. dive into this story we already gave you the headlines of what is being said throughout the media about t-pain currently as we are recording this episode t-pain is uh trending on twitter at number two with uh, over fifty thousand tweets uh nearby and we really want to get into this story because there's some equity that I want us to understand here, okay? Let me dive deeper into the story. Let's look at XXX uh, Magazine here. And I want to break down some of the things that T-Pain is saying through this story. This story is written by Tony uh, Centeno of XXL Magazine. And it says the following. This is T-Pain talking. I was advised to lie about this and say that I needed some time or I needed some alone time, or me time, or some ish like that, he said. We effed up. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Most artists lie. Whenever concerts get canceled or tours get canceled, it's for low ticket sales. Let's repeat that. Whenever concerts get canceled or tours get canceled, it's for low ticket sales. He goes on to say, I thought since the first one-up tour went well and sold out every city, it should be good, he said. Having said that, I'm going to take it upon myself to cancel the tour. It just would have been a bad look for me, and it wouldn't have been entertaining for y'all. And so the article goes on uh, from there, talking about different times that people have canceled tours and, and things like that. 
so I want to get into this because to me, there's some black equity to understand here. There's some black equity to understand. What is the equity involved with ticket sales and music? Most people will tell you that are in the industry that the majority of the money that is being put into the the ecosystem of music, the majority of a way an artist gets paid is through touring. DJs will tell you that. Artists will tell you that. They make their money through tours. Not necessarily the music alone. Sometimes the publishing can publishing can be really well. It could pay really well depending on how great a song does. And publishing is important. But a huge chunk of the money comes from touring uh, internationally, touring domestically, and getting the, getting that bag uh, over a, a four or five day stretch per week, going to different cities and just knocking it out. You know, fifty thousand dollars here, two hundred thousand dollars there, three hundred thousand dollars there. You can clean up and have a have a really beautiful uh, chunk of change sitting in your account with you know millions and millions of dollars coming to you because you um, worked that song and worked that crowd and got them excited. Here's the thing: if no one shows up. If no one is there to actually receive you, there's no equity. There's no bag. There's no way to really floss what you're trying to do. And most artists won't tell you this. They will lie. They will lie and say, yeah, we just decided, you know, you know, we're just going to focus on the European tour instead of the domestic tour. They will lie to you if the ticket sales aren't there. It's a business decision. And for once, somebody's coming out and saying, I'll be honest with you, whenever something's canceled, it's because the money isn't right. If the money's right, it's going to be very hard to keep somebody away from going on these tours. It's just so, it, the the amount of money and the amount of of free-flowing cash and the cash flow is too much to just turn away. And so if we are turning that away, what T-Pain is saying here, the wisdom that he's giving to us, if we turn away a concert, it's because there just wasn't enough money involved, not enough tickets moved, not enough people felt enthusiastic about seeing us. And so what I want to tackle today on this episode is why do the artists lie about it? Now, you know, I've been talking about Sip and Share Wine for quite some time. Now you have a chance to enter for a free giveaway. The Conjurer bottle, which is the old vine Zinnavel, is now available uh, for a free giveaway. Here's how you enter. You follow Sip and Share Wines over on Instagram. That's Sip and Share Wines. You like the post that is tagged giveaway and you tag at least five friends. Comment below that post and share with us your favorite red wine. Now, for a bonus entry, tag two more friends with an additional comment. This giveaway closes October 31st at 1159 p.m. Eastern. 
Winner will be announced on November 1st in the Sip and Share Wine story with a direct message. By entering, participants confirm they are of the age of 21 or older, open to U.S. residents only. Now, back to the show. So I pulled up the businessinsider.com. This is an article from October 19th, 2018. So this is really recent. So you can't say I'm pulling out articles from three years ago. Okay. And the article reads the, the headline. This is from Devin Dafino. How musicians really make their money. And it has nothing to do with how many times people listen to their songs. It says here as the highlights. The majority of an artist's revenue comes from touring, selling merchandise, licensing their music for things like television, movies, or video games, and partnerships or side businesses. Streaming is often thought of as the future of music and can provide artists with a nice source of income, but it isn't nearly as lucrative for artists as other revenue streams. The future of the industry is unclear, but analysts are optimistic about the ability of artists to thrive in the emerging landscape. So let's dive deeper. Those are just the highlights, but let's dive deeper into the fact that the majority of the money that is being made is from touring. Let's let's dive into another article from uh, the Business Insider that reads the following. Now, this is from August 7, 2018. It says musicians only get 12 percent of the 43 billion dollar the music industry generated in 2017, and it mostly came from touring. I'll read that again. Musicians only got 12% of the $43 billion that the music industry generated in 2017, and it mostly came from touring. The article then goes on to say, and this is written by John Lynch of businessinsider.com, the article goes on to say recording artists receive just 12% of the $43 billion. Consumer spending on music generated an all-time high of more than $20 billion last year, but music businesses, including labels and publishers, took almost $10 billion, while artists received just $5.1 billion, the bulk of which came from touring. The money is in the tours. The money in music is in the tours for the artist. Now, if you're a label, you're the one who's getting the money from the streaming. Ah, <laughs> so which side of the fence do you want to be on? As I'm as I'm even recording this, I just finished watching Rhythm and Flow. I'm not going to do any spoilers. But these people are putting their blood, sweat, and tears into becoming an artist. But the money isn't in the artistry. The money's on the label side. Why are we so enamored with trying to become an artist, trying to become a basketball player, trying to become the other side of the game where the, where the money isn't even flowing? Is it, is it perhaps that we've been programmed to think that being on stage and having everybody see us is more valuable than being the person who puts you on the stage? All these reports are coming back and they're telling us that's not where the money is. The money is not in the streaming. The money is on the other side of the table. And if you're not 
paying attention, you'll get tricked. Let me read more from this article. The report shows that consumer outlays, which include streaming, concert sales, and purchased music, generated an all-time high of more than $20 billion last year. But music businesses, including labels and publishers, took almost $10 billion, while artists received $5.1 billion, the bulk of which came from touring. The report anticipates, and it is likely to spur calls for more, organic forms of vertical integration into the industry, where existing music providers like Spotify and Apple Music could organically morph into music labels, allowing artists to capture more of their music's value by releasing their work directly with their services. The group concluded the report by highlighting an alternate voice in the industry with a commentary from Bajorn Nicholas, co-founder of Kuhn, a cryptocurrency-based music streaming service. Currently, artists are at the end of the line, Nicholas said in a report. They get the smallest piece of the pie, even though they are the ones creating the content. In any other industry, you typically see much better returns and margins. Let's talk about return on investments. This is why T-Pain and other artists like him had to stop what they were doing when it came to certain tours, certain events. Because the ROI wasn't going to be sufficient. Because it costs money to put on the show. So you have to put some type of an investment in order to make things run, make things go. You put a, a, a an investment in to make these tours go. And then with the proper amount of ticket sales, you'll get your return on investment. And if you're not seeing the amount of ticket sales that you would hope to see or like to see, you have to make a business business decision immediately. If I'm expecting to make five, ten million dollars off of this and it looks like I'm about to only break even, why would I bust my tail and jump on that stage for fifty nights in thirty cities, fifty nights? Over a two-month span, bust my tail to break even. See, they know the numbers before they even go out. They know that when I hit this show and do this show and do that show and then flip this and then do that, that I'm going to walk out with 5 to $10 million. They know that already. The business is already handled before they ever walk on stage, before they even get in the car. They know that they're they're going to get that return on investment because they're looking at pre-sale tickets. And so the wisdom that we find in this is don't run on stage unless you already have your business set up. And this goes for anybody out there. This isn't just for music. This is for any type of business that you are operating on. The return on investment has to be clear for you to play that game. If the return on investment is not clear, then what are you doing? See, many people are going to see this and they're going to start laughing at T-Pain. They're going to say, "Ha, ah, you couldn't get the ticket sales. You're a joke. You're washed up. You're never going to be what you thought you were. But see, I look at this and I say, well, that's a great business decision. And to have the transparency then puts all other artists on notice. Like, look, we have to stop fronting. We have to stop lying. 
the reason why people are lying about their ticket sales is because then it takes away the facade. Because these celebrities and these people out here, they're just people. But if they can get you to see them as celebrities, get you to see them as valuable, get you to see them as a bigger brand, that's what you're investing in. A lot of times, a lot of these performances aren't even that great. You're just going there for the experience and the brand and to say, I went to a T-Pain concert or I went to go see Beyonce or I went to go see such and such. That's what you're paying for. Matter of fact, send me a message right now on Instagram at Black Equity Network. Who is the one person that you want to see in concert? You would pay whatever it is to go see, dead or alive. Who is it? Some people are willing to pay hundreds, two hundreds, four hundred dollars. There's some packages that are VIP, which will you know allow you to get backstage passes, and you could pay two thousand dollars for. There's sometimes Beyonce, Beyonce has stuff that sells out in a day. Sometimes it's sold out in in an hour. That's how quick those ticket sales go through. And within within an hour, you know, okay, well, if we do this date, this date, and this date, that's a $30 million return on investment. Domestically and internationally. So when we're analyzing ticket sales, we're really analyzing the blood, the lifeblood of an artist's career. Without ticket sales, they do not pocket as much money as you think they do. It is the touring that allows them to go to another level financially. And if that return on investment isn't what you need it to be, if you're not seeing the black equity that you want to see With your business, your brand, you have every right at that moment to say, wait, hold on a second. We got to cancel this because the ROI, the return on investment just isn't there. So let's look at the type of return on investment certain artists are getting. When I look at an article from Forbes.com, article written by Hugh McIntyre. This is back on December 6, 2018. This is almost a year ago. Okay, We're looking at the entire time of 2018. Who made the most money from their touring? And when I look at the list, there's only maybe one or two people from our culture who are actually making the money. But let's look at how this played out. Let's look at number 10, Journey and Def Leppard. They made $97 million off of 60 shows. $97 million off of 60 shows. Number nine, Kenny Chesney. $114 million off of 42 shows. Number eight, The Rolling Stones. $117 million off of 14 shows. U2, $119 million off of 55 shows. Justin Timberlake, $149 million off of 76 shows. The Artist Pink, $180 million off of 88 shows. Bruno Mars, $237 million off of 100 shows. 
Beyonce and Jay-Z, $253 million off of 48 shows. Taylor Swift, $315 million off of 48 shows. And number one for 2018 was Ed Sheeran, $429 million off of 99 shows. Now, when we look at what 2019 is going to bring, that's where someone like a Cardi B is probably going to be in the top 10. That's where she probably got the bulk of her money. Cardi B is probably in this top 10, and she probably made anywhere between uh, 10, 15, $20 million. Matter of fact, Cardi B was on the list of of the most uh, money for a hip-hop artist. I think she was on Forbes for that. So let's pull that up and let's see, you know, the amount of money that she made. Um, you know, how much can we guess? A lot of that is just touring. So let's pull it up. Now, this is from September 19, 2019 on com. It says Cardi B calls out Forbes for screwing up her net worth. Cardi B wants Forbes to put some respect on her paycheck. Article written by Alex Zadil. It says, Cardi B may want to consider taking a few days off of social media. Why, you ask? Well, it was just revealed a few moments ago that on his mission to expose literally everybody in the entire world, Takashi 69 names a superstar rapper as a member of the Nine Trade Bloods gang. And we all know that Cardi has a tendency of spilling the beans when she gets aggravated. Earlier today, Forge revealed their list of the highest paid hip-hop acts of the last year, noting that Cardi made a cool $28 million before taxes. So when when that article comes out from Forbes, she says, oh, no, I made more than $28 million. Now, here's what I think she's saying. Now, I don't know the numbers yet, but if 2018 and we're looking at touring, uh, the, the number 10 mark was, you know, over $100 million. <laughs> Uh, right, right at a hundred million dollars. So, uh, you you're gonna tell me Cardi B wasn't in the top ten of 2019? She she for them to say that you know she only made twenty million. That's why she's probably upset. Like, <laughs> you know, I probably made more than that. So let's look at who else was on that list. When we pull up the hip hop cash kings. Here's what we find. Hip Hop Cash Kings. This is from Forbes. Now, we have, a, we have a whole episode about why does Forbes know so much about our culture? Why are they studying it? Now, this is written by Zach O'Malley Greenberg. And when we pull up, you know, who's number one on the list, number two on the list, here's what we find. Now, these are pre-tax dollars. Cardi B is showing up at $28 million. Drake is showing up at $75 million. Pre-tax, Kanye West was showing up at $150 million. So here's, here's what they said earlier in the year. These are pre-tax dollars that Wiz Khalifa uh, was at number 19 with $18.5 million. Nas, $18 at number 18, at 19 million. Future at number 17, at 19.5 million. Birdman at number 16, at 20 million. 15, Meek Mill, 21 million. 
At number 14, Swiss Beats at 23 million, and Cardi B is at number 13 at 28 million. She's then saying, put some respect on my name. I had to make more money than that. Because in her mind, she's like, yo, I did at least 50 shows. <laughs> I did at least 50 shows, and I know from my return on investment, I made at least 50 mil. I mean, I don't, I'm making these numbers up because we don't have those numbers yet. But Cardi B being one of the biggest names out there, you would think that she made sure she got paid. We'll continue the list just so you can see where other people fell. Nicki Minaj fell at number 12 at 29 million. J. Cole, 31 million. Charles Gambino, 35 million. The Migos, 36 million. Kendrick Lamar, 38.5 million. DJ Khaled, 40 million. Eminem, 50 million. Travis Scott, 58 million. Diddy, 70 million. Drake, 75 million. Jay Z, 81 million. Kanye West at $150 million. Pre tax. This is what Forbes is saying about our culture. And if you look at the other articles, they're saying the money is in touring. So if the money is in touring, you tell me where these numbers come from. It's not just the music, it's the touring, it's the business deals, it's the partnerships, it's the endorsements. That's where the money is flowing. They're leveraging the music and their popularity and their attention to gain your dollars. So when T-Pain comes out and he says when people cancel tours and they start giving all these other reasons, they're lying to you. The bag wasn't enough. And they can't just come out and say, I wasn't getting paid enough for this. So sorry, you won't see me because then it looks bad. It looks like it's all about the money. But let's just be real. If the return on investment for any business isn't right, you're not going to do that deal. You're not going to follow through on that particular endeavor. You're going to step to the side and say, I'm going to wait till the bag is straight, until the bag is where I need it to be. And so, what do we have here? We have T-Pain saying, look, whatever I was going to make on this was not worth my time, energy, and investment. I could be making that money doing something else. Maybe I'll team up with someone else and do another tour where we split the money. Maybe there's another opportunity to do something else. But there just wasn't enough equity. There just wasn't enough tied to doing this show the way I thought I would, the way I envisioned it. And the lesson here for everybody listening to the Black Equity Podcast is do your numbers before you do the work. Do your numbers before you do the work. A lot of people go on tour. They don't know what their numbers are. They don't care. They just want the exposure. Then they come back and they say, wow, I just spent three months doing this and I walked away with 500000 because they didn't do their numbers. They didn't put it all together. They don't have a, a plan. There's no vision. They just show up and say, well, this is cool. I'm on tour. But if the majority of your money comes from touring, you better make sure you have good business and you have good people around you making sure that you're getting the best ROI. Until next time, my friends, keep listening to the Black Equity Podcast. 
Make sure you listen to our sister podcast, Melanin Boulevard. Continue to support our sponsors. Continue to be great listeners. And let us know how you would like to be part of the Black Equity Network and the Black Equity Podcast Experience. Thank you for listening, and we'll be talking to you again soon. Coming up on the next episode of the Black Equity Podcast. The brain wants to do as little work as possible. It doesn't want to think deeply. It doesn't want to reason deeply. It wants to be able to make decisions as efficiently as possible. So being able to meet people and say, romance friend, friend foe, ugly, pretty, black, white, old, young. We're doing that constantly throughout the day. And so to be able to check that and rein that in and be more introspective is really hard for a lot of people to do. To hear more of this conversation with Jalen Farr, make sure you tune into the next episode of the Black Equity Podcast.